0: it's time for the bchl podcast here's your host jesse adamson
1: hey there welcome to the bchl podcast i am your host jesse adamson we've been away for quite a while but we're happy to be back we've got some brand new audio equipment a new season on the horizon and we're ready to get going there's plenty of news from around the league with the exhibition schedule now official the regular season to start at the beginning of december But we're going to leave all that for another time, because today we're going to start with our NHL draft preview. As most people know, the draft was originally scheduled for June in Montreal, but due to the current pandemic, it's now on October 6th and 7th, and we will be held virtually. Uh, Same as every other year, there are quite a few BCHL players on the list of Uh, Ranked players ahead of the draft some dark horses So we're gonna talk to all of them here in the next two weeks and uh, find out what they've been up to How they're feeling about the draft and uh, what their plans are for October 6th and 7th First things first we'd like to mention that our NHL draft coverage is brought to you by our friends at Chevrolet Chevrolet is a founding partner of the BCHL and we thank them for their support Now let's get right into the first interview Chilliwack Chiefs forward Ethan Bowen. Ethan is ranked as the 119th North American skater by NHL Central Scouting. That is the highest ranked BCHL player this year. Ethan has 70 points in 102 career regular season games over the past two years. He also has a national championship under his belt with the Chilliwack Chiefs as an affiliate. And he is committed to the University of North Dakota for next season. With all that being said, let's get it started with Ethan Bowen. I guess uh first thing I'll ask you is, how has this off-season gone for you? Obviously, it's been a little weird for everyone with COVID restrictions and stuff, but w- what's it been like for you?
2: Yeah, no, for sure. It's obviously been a, a different year this year, but um, yeah, you know, the summer was huge for me. It was basically just like the same summer I always have. I was just in the gym training and on the ice still and all that, so that didn't really look too much different. But, um, you know, camp when uh, camp starting up this week, well, last week, it was... Uh, pretty different like we have to wear masks all over the rink and stuff we have to take uh, lots of precautions when we come into the rink just for like uh, not sharing towels water bottles etc and stuff so that's that's the only really different thing about it everything else is really uh pretty much the same
1: um so j- just looking back to last year you you dealt with some injuries pretty serious wrist injury um is it safe to say that with all this time off you're you're back to 100 and ready to go
2: Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no, the the wrist injury it was uh, it was a pretty normal injury. It was just like uh, a clean break. So luckily, I didn't need any surgery or anything on it. I just needed to, to heal for six weeks, and then uh, yeah. But it's a hundred percent now. It's probably stronger than it was before. So. Uh that's good
1: <laughs> good to hear um so so how tough was that for you dealing with that last year so, and obviously it was a big year for you knowing that uh, it's your draft year and obviously you want to have the best season possible but then being out for that long and having to recover from it uh, what what was like what was that like for you dealing with that
2: yeah you know it was it was obviously tough uh, no kid really wants to get uh injured in their draft year but uh it was just something that happened and uh, had to make the most out of so I was just in the gym every day, just pumping my legs and stuff, just doing everything I can to uh, just when I came back just so I could step in without missing a beat and stuff. And uh, my trainers were really good down at uh, Club XO. They really helped me push myself and uh, get my legs um, back to where they needed to be so I could be successful on the ice.
1: Uh, so, so like you mentioned before, you're back in Chilliwack this year uh, for another year in the BCHL. Uh, what, are there any specific areas of your game that you're hoping to improve on this year compared to last year? Like, how, uh, What what kind of steps are you hoping to take in uh, this next year? Yeah, no, 100%.
2: Uh, you know, this summer I was really working on transitioning my game to a 200-foot player. So uh, it was really big this summer for me just working on like my defensive positioning and stuff. So that's one of the main things I focused on this summer was just uh, transition my game from just basically just like an offensive guy to a full 200-foot player.
1: Yeah, so that actually perfectly leads me into my next question. I was talking to your coach, Brian Maloney, a few weeks back for an interview that we did, and he mentioned that. He mentioned that um, you've kind of expanded your game to be more than just a goal scorer. So obviously it's something you, you've you been working on, but is it something that also kind of comes with maturity and just being a few years older?
2: Oh, 100% it does, yeah. You know, when you're, um, when you're coming into the BCHL as your first year, first-year player in the league, you're just going to do everything that, uh, like, you know, like, what to do. So, like, my first year, I, I knew how to play offense, so that's the only thing I really focused on. And uh, then after that, my first year ended, me and my coaches, we had a pretty long meeting, and uh, he said that just to be successful at this level and the levels coming up at, like, college and stuff, you have to be able to play in the defensive zone and uh, be a full 200-foot player. So, uh, last season and then this summer uh, me and my coaches we really worked on that a lot and uh, yeah you know it, it works yeah it works
1: so it's good <laughs> awesome uh, so looking ahead uh, a couple weeks uh, the NHL draft is coming up a uh, weird timing for it being in October and obviously it's going to be held virtually this year but uh, you, you're the highest-ranked BCHL player on on NHL Central Scouting's list. Um, knowing how good the players are in this league and, and the history that the BCHL has at the draft, um, what what does it mean to you to kind of be be ranked at the top of the, that list of players?
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's uh, it's obviously it's huge um, for me. I, you know, it's every kid's dream when they're younger is to be drafted in the NHL and just. Uh, for me to be in that spot right now is just—it's it's a pretty cool feeling, and uh, you know, it's—it's it's every kid's dream. So, when just like being able to think about that, I'm at that stage in my hockey career. It's just—it's uh, pretty cool, and I can't wait for October seventh and what happens that day. So,
1: the draft is virtual, but it originally would have been in Montreal. Um, knowing obviously there's no guarantees, but knowing that there's a, a good chance that you're gonna get taken was there was there any plans to to hop on a plane and head out there oh for sure there was
2: yeah you know when uh, when they said the draft was going to be in montreal uh me and my dad were talking about it and we said that uh we were going to fly out there you know it's uh it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and uh if if i were to get drafted uh i don't want to i don't think my dad or me would want to miss that opportunity to be able to like go down get the jersey and shake their hands and stuff so we we were gonna go but uh you know Obviously, if that changed, so uh, but we're more than happy just like to watch it at home. It's still going to be the same experience and then uh, the same feeling if it happens. So,
1: is it just going to be you and kind of your immediate family there? Is there any plans to to do anything a little bit bigger than that? Obviously, it's a little tough right now, but what's the yeah. plan, what's the plan for you uh, that night?
2: Yeah, I think it's just going to be me and this, my immediate family. Yeah, uh, maybe just like a couple friends or something, but uh, other than that, not nothing too crazy.
1: Um so just a hypothetical here um uh, imagine that I'm an NHL GM and and you're you're in an interview with me um and um like how how would you sell yourself to to an NHL team and uh why you think you would be a good fit and and eventually be able to play in the league like describe your game and what would be a uh, a good way to translate that into the uh the professional ranks 100%. Okay, yeah.
2: Um yeah, I know I'm a 200-foot player that uh can Put the puck in the net so i like to think of myself as just like a power forward that can score and uh that's something that i actually transitioned my game into uh these last two years it was just a power forward and uh yeah you know that's it's huge at the next level it's just uh because to be good, like good at the next level you need to be able to drive the inside of the inside of the ice and play uh in that house like the house area they call it right of the net You'd be able to drive that and just go to the dirty areas. So um, that's also, it's pretty huge to be successful at the, the next point in your hockey career. And then,
1: yeah. So you're committed to uh, North Dakota. What was the thinking and reasoning behind uh, choosing that school?
2: Yeah, you know, it's it was obviously my first school I always wanted to go to, um, North Dakota. I've never, I haven't never have heard anything bad about it before. And uh, as soon as they started to me I, already, I knew i wanted to go there and my mind was already made and stuff it's just their facility and like the way they develop players is just off the charts so i i personally feel like the uh the best way for me to play pro hockey is uh, to go to north dakota so that's that's the main reason why i chose it
1: so earlier we talked about the the improvements that that you've been working on and trying to expand your game to to maybe more of a two-way game and Um, expand it beyond just goal scoring Um, in in your talks with the coaches there are there any specific areas that they're hoping that you can uh, work on this season in the BCHL before you make the jump
2: yeah you know for sure Uh, we've been talking about that they they said just the main thing for me is just I'm a big body and stuff so the big thing is just to slash through slash through the hard areas just calling for pucks and stuff just like just the simple things they they said that I do all the all the big things right so it's just for me it's just to focus on the little things that'll just make uh make it that much that much easier to be uh more productive on the ice
1: so i just want to finish up here and uh it's actually a subject that you and i've talked about before in previous interviews but um you're you're from chilliwack hometown kid playing in uh playing in your your hometown um what's it been like for you playing uh in chilliwack with friends and family so close by
2: yeah, it's been unbelievable. It's it's probably been the best three years of my life so far. It's I can't speak Chilliwack. I, I can. They're the best. I think they're the best Junior A organization in the whole CJHL. It's uh, they just treat you like professionals here. As soon as you walk through the rink, it's just you feel like you're in like the NHL. And uh, you know, just being able to live at home and also play junior hockey has really uh, made it a lot easier on me. And uh, being able to just eat at home and stuff and hang out with my friends that I've always grown up to, like grown up with, it just makes it a lot easier just like to focus on hockey and just it makes you feel a lot more comfortable. It makes you play a lot better, too. So,
1: And you were a part of that uh, national championship RBC Cup team a couple of years ago um, as an affiliate. I know you got in some games during the tournament as well. And again, that was hosted in Chilliwack, so it kind of brings it back to the whole hometown thing. I imagine that was a pretty big career highlight for you. And and sorry, yeah. not, not to mention your brother was on the team as well.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. That was probably that was probably one of the better better tournaments that I've ever played against like in before. It was uh it was unbelievable. You know, just being able to play with my my oldest brother was uh, super cool because we have never ever got to play on the same team or in the same game before, and then. Uh, for us to play, it was pretty cool, and then for him to assist my first ever BCHL goal was just the cherry on top. So it was it was it was amazing. It was just it was a great experience for me, and uh, especially helped me a lot going into my first year junior too, because I was able to feel like the pace of uh, like the top teams in the whole entire CJHL. So that really helped me like just break in uh, to the BCHL as my first year.
1: Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, good luck this season and good luck at the draft in a couple weeks.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: Big thanks to Ethan Bowen for joining us. Ethan's always very generous with his time, so we really appreciate him chatting with us today. Next up is Merritt Centennial's defenseman, Talon Zackel. And I don't want to say that Talon came out of nowhere last year, but he wasn't on too many draft radars during the season. But with a strong finish to the 2019-20 season, He started to get some draft buzz. He was actually ranked by the hockey writers on their late season rankings ahead of the NHL draft. Talon took a huge step forward in his second BCHL season. He went from 10 points to 29 points, including six goals and 23 assists in his second year. Uh, A lot of this was due to an increase in opportunity when he was thrust into the role of the number one defenseman after the trade deadline. Talon is currently in Merritt, preparing for his third BCHL season, but he took the time to chat with us about the draft and about his career so far. So let's hear what he had to say. Uh, so you personally, with uh, the, the COVID restrictions and, and and lockdowns and stuff like that, how did it affect your training? Like Where where were you training this offseason, and was it affected by the restrictions in place?
0: Uh, yeah, a little bit. I think uh, most people were, but um, I, I trained in town here in Merritt, still uh At the gym it was closed for a couple months there so I kind of affected my training a a bit but I still got had a few uh, little things at home like I had a had a bench and uh, a couple dumbbells so I got uh, a couple things at home I did a lot of running which was uh, definitely beneficial down the stretch but yeah for the most part it wasn't too bad but uh, yeah those couple months definitely uh, were lost for sure
1: so looking back to last year Merritt you guys were the one team that did not make the playoffs, but uh, you guys had a young team and have recruited some quality players this season. Um, th- those new guys combined with the the returning group, which obviously includes yourself. Um, what are you guys hoping to see from the team this year and kind of taking that next step towards cont- contending uh, in the BCHL?
0: Yeah, I think we got a lot of young guys this year. Uh, got some uh, returning guys that are really excited to come back and we're going to build something special here this year. I think, um, uh we're gonna be hungry for sure we're definitely not satisfied with uh where we finished last year and that's not what we uh we're hoping for but uh this year it's gonna be a turnaround year for us and we're just gonna look to be a team that's hard to play against uh in our arena and other arenas yes and uh yeah we're just gonna uh play hard every night and uh do the best we can
1: you personally had a bit of a breakout year last year um you jumped up quite a bit in points He had 30 points and and led the, the the team in scoring from the blue line uh what do you attribute that success to in that kind of jump in production
0: i mean um i just had a lot of i had a lot of good guys over, over my years here in Merritt. a lot of guys have taught me a lot of things um i've had two great coaches here in Merritt so far and um I mean, i just got to say I got a lot of opportunity last year with the uh, team struggling a little bit. We had to get rid of some of our veteran guys. So it gave me an opportunity to um, get a little more ice time, and uh, I uh, benefited from it.
1: Yeah, that, that leads perfectly into my next question. I was talking with Jared Thomas, your team's broadcaster there, and he mentioned how you were kind of thrust into that role of, uh, of a number one D-man, first pairing guy after the trade deadline and uh, some other players were moved out. Um, how was that transition for you?
0: Um, it was definitely different. Uh, my first year, I didn't play a whole lot. Only got a few minutes a night. But um, I, as the year went on, I felt more comfortable, and I was slowly building to that role. And then uh, when I was told that was going to be my role um, after the deadline there, I, I just kind of I said, okay, and I just kind of took it and ran with it and did the best I could.
1: Um, so late in the season, I, I don't want to say it came out of nowhere, but late in the season, uh, talk kind of started to emerge about Uh, you potentially being a a possibility for uh, the NHL draft this year Uh, just to hear that that stuff out there and have your name included uh, with uh, other BCHL players and other players kind of around the world that uh, are possibly projected to be drafted what does that mean to you it's unbelievable man I mean I think it's what I think it's what every kid
0: dreams of and I mean uh I never thought I would be in this position that I am now and just to be even considered is an honor and I'm just really grateful for everyone that's helped me along my way, my family, my coaches, my teammates, uh, just an incredible feeling.
1: So uh, if I recall correctly, it it happened uh, or the the kind of buzz started coming um, after you guys were done playing so maybe it didn't really affect your play on the ice but uh, in training and preparing for this year, is that something that you allow yourself to think about or is it something that you just kind of try and ignore and if it happens, it happens?
0: It's kind of something I try to ignore, I would say. Um, I mean, I just want to play my game and improve every year. I want to just uh, be a better player and a better teammate every year. So, um, I mean, I'm always going to put my head down and grind in the off season, and it definitely gives me a little extra motivation, but uh, I kind of just try to push it to the side and focus on me for the time being.
1: So just pr- pretend for a second here that I'm uh, an NHL GM and you're uh, w- we're having a chat about the draft um, if if you were to sell yourself uh, as a potential NHL player and and why you think you'd be a good fit for a team um, what would you tell them and kind of describing your game Yeah,
0: I think i'm I'm an offensive guy the man that likes to jump in on the rush and start a lot of offense uh, especially um in the O-Zone, um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to be a two-way demon as well. I'm not going to just be lazy and hang out in the O-Zone the whole time and get back and play defense and block shots and do whatever it takes to help the team get a win.
1: So the draft is kind of in an awkward time this year with obviously the NHL season getting pushed and the playoffs going on right now, so October 6th and 7th are the dates and it's going to be virtual and originally supposed to be in Montreal, but uh, do you have any plans for that night uh, as far as watching it and Seeing if your name gets called
0: yeah i mean i'm not gonna put too much expectation on it. i mean it's kind of a long shot for me i know that but um i'm definitely gonna probably watch it with my family and uh yeah keep my fingers crossed
1: um so um dur- during last season you were you were honored as the the high school player of the month for november um obviously education is, is something important to you and, and something you excel at as well. Um, why, why do you think uh, the, the education side of things is so important?
0: I mean, it's just in the BCHL, education is just really important. And to put schooling like first, I mean, uh, all of our goals here in the BCHL as BCHL players is to go on and play Division One hockey, right? And uh, if hockey never work, doesn't end up working out for you, you always got a career to fall back on. So it's just an awesome opportunity to continue to uh, excel as a hockey player get a couple more years at a high level playing division one hockey and then um yeah you get a great education on top of that
1: yeah you, you keep leading me perfectly into my next questions here so I was just <laughs> going to ask you about uh getting a scholarship and uh is it safe to say that's kind of a uh, other than team goals and team success is that kind of a primary uh goal for you this season
0: yeah for sure I mean I've always The reason I wanted to come to the BCHL is to move on and go to the next level. So for me, uh, getting a scholarship is not something I'm in a rush to do. I want to find the right fit for me and uh, take my time and make sure I'm making the right decision. But that's definitely a goal I have here in the future, and um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, and with your, uh, your kind of focus on education, um, do you think you'll probably lean towards a school that's, that's known for that side of things rather than maybe just a, a pure hockey school?
0: Yeah, I mean, I haven't really decided um, that kind of uh, thing yet. I mean, I'm not really sure what I want to do career-wise, so um, I'm just gonna kind of get get a feel for whatever program it is that I choose to go to, and um, yeah, I'll just go from there. If it's a hockey school, it's a hockey school. I love hockey, that's why I'm here today, and if it's a school that excels in education, that's great
1: as well. So i will just uh, finish up here. There. So the the league announced last week that um, if. Uh, the, the provincial health authorities don't allow for, for uh, limited fans in the building by the scheduled start date of the BCHL season in December, that there could be the possibility of playing uh, with no fans in the building. Uh, you playing in Merritt, I know it's a, a fairly small building and the fans are kind of right on top of you, and I'm sure a, a big part of the game and how you guys stay motivated. Um, what, what do you think that'll be like playing in an empty building if that is the case this year?
0: it's definitely a different kind of app. It's going to be a different atmosphere for sure. But, um, in merit, I mean, sometimes, uh, it's, it's tough to create energy when the fans are down. So you got to kind of create your own energy. And I feel like it's going to be that kind of atmosphere in the own arenas this year. So I definitely think this long training camp is, uh, going to benefit us as a team and, uh, get to know the guys, get to have a good group of guys, have a good relationships with all of them. So, um, I definitely think uh, if that's what it comes to um, we're going to be able to do it and we're going to fire each other up and create our own energy and uh, it's going to be a a good atmosphere with or without fans
1: well great talon i really appreciate you taking the time to chat here and uh, good luck uh, with the season this year and uh, at the draft as well
0: thanks jesse i really appreciate it
1: and now i want to tell you about our nhl draft coverage sponsor chevrolet Now's the time to fall into savings with Chevrolet. Right now, get 0% financing for up to 84 months on select new 2020 vehicles. Equipped with standard smartphone connectivity and an available touchscreen infotainment system with navigation on select models. With savings like these and all the connected technology you need for any fall adventure, the only thing missing now is your destination. Find new ways to explore for less. Visit chevroletoffers.ca for details. Thank you to Chevrolet for supporting the BCHL, and thank you to Talon Zackle for taking the time to talk with us. Moving on through part one of our NHL draft preview, uh, next up is Langley-Riverman defenseman Ryan Hallowell. Like Talon Zackle, Ryan Hallowell saw a big increase in production this season in his second full season in the BCHL. He went from zero goals and 14 assists in 2018-19 to seven goals and 16 assists for 23 points, in 2019-20 but unlike Talon Zackle, there's been a lot of draft buzz around Ryan Hellowell for a few years now he's been training all offseason with some of his teammates in Vancouver and this season he's looking to take a big step in his game before he heads off to the University of Notre Dame next year we talked to him about all that and more so uh, I guess the first thing I'll ask you is uh, what was your offseason like obviously it was um, a little unique with all the restrictions going on I I know you're a BC boy. Were you here in BC? And what was the training like during the offseason for you?
3: Uh, it was good. Mostly, um, we were training at a gym out of North Bend. And one guy off our team, Kalen Zito, we were um, training together. We did it for about four months, pretty much every day. So it was pretty good. I feel like I got a lot better.
1: Um, So last year you had uh, seven goals compared to your rookie season when you didn't have any goals. So, um, what what do you attribute to that jump in production for you from uh, from year to year?
3: Uh, Definitely that year. Like after my rookie year, I definitely took a lot of um, emphasis on shooting during the summer to work on, and I think I did that even more this year. So, planning hopefully this summer or this year I can uh, double that or even more would be great.
1: So you're coming into your third season in the BCHL now this year. Um, you did mention that uh, you, you'd hope to, to increase that goal scoring as well, but is there anything else that you're looking for from yourself as far as development and trying to take that next step?
3: Yeah, this year I'm just trying to get ready for college, have a good year, um, hopefully I take a leadership role, definitely in the room and help guys out who are first years. I know we have one on our team and he was, he's looking really strong. So hopefully we can have a good jump.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned trying to get ready for college. Um, you're committed to Notre Dame to um, have the coaches. there giving you any feedback. Do they see anything that um, they, they want you to improve on before you make that step there?
3: Yeah. They gave me a few tips. Um, they mostly, they want me to, um, work on my defensive side of the puck because I do well mostly I work on skating and offensive side and it's been showing in the past couple seasons where like I need more defensive work so I definitely I put a lot more emphasis on that this summer too so hopefully it'll show in the in the season.
1: So now now that we're on the subject, I wanted to ask you, um, you did commit to Notre Dame a while back. What was it about that school that was so attractive to you? Why did you want to um, go there for the next step of your career?
3: Um, We went there for a tournament when I was like 14 in Bantam and kind of just fell in love with it, like taking a tour on campus and everything. And so I have family that lives in Chicago. So it's like, Perfect commute and everything, and I got family that goes to another school that's like forty-five minutes away. So I know my parents both love it, and coaches are awesome. Everybody on the team seems really nice, so it just kind of seemed like the perfect fit when I was down
1: there. So you've been talked about as a prospect for the this coming draft for for a while now, uh, years actually. So um, how have you kind of handled that noise while? Well? also trying to focus on your your own game and your team uh, as well
3: um so honestly, it's not that bad once like especially guys in the room and teammates you don't really think about it too much so you just kind of play your own game and hopefully it goes well which it has been doing so it's been it's been good
1: is it almost a relief to have it here and all, all that build up and all that talk over the last little while is it is it a relief to you to have the date coming up so quickly? Yeah, it's been a journey.
3: I know I was looking forward to it in June because, yeah, it is kind of a, a big weight on the shoulders. So, yeah, it is nice to have it coming up here.
1: Yeah, last year's draft was here in Vancouver. So, obviously, uh, you you maybe would have preferred to, to have it here. But uh, originally, it was going to be in Montreal. Now, it's uh, going to be all online and virtual. Um, do you have any plans for draft day uh, as far as watching it?
3: Uh probably just go home with my family and see them have a day. God, I'm not like I'm not supposed to be a highly towed prospect but I know it does it does have a lot of pressure on it, so yeah, I think just dealing with my family would be a good relief and
1: yeah. So if, if you were talking to an NHL GM and um, you know, trying to sell yourself on why why you think you would be a good fit uh, to play professional hockey what would you say to them, and how would you describe your game?
3: Um, like I said, I put a lot of emphasis on skating, so I'd probably say smooth skater, good puck handler, more of a puck-moving defenseman, offensive defenseman. Like to join the rushes.
1: So just finish up looking ahead to this coming BCHL season. Obviously, it's going to be a lot different than than what uh, fans and you guys as players have seen before. Um, a, a lot of it's going to be regional, and um, with the cohorts and everything. So you're going to be seeing a lot of your uh, mainland division rivals, like Coquitlam, Chilliwack, Surrey. I know there's already those built-in rivalries, but what are you expecting um, as far as that goes in a season where you're pretty much exclusively going to be playing those teams over and over?
3: Um, I think it's good and bad. I know we get we'll get lots of looks at like Coquitlam and Chilliwack, which is which is good. I know everybody's looking forward to playing like interior teams because we only get to play them like twice a year. But now I don't. We don't really know if we're going to be playing them at all. But yeah, we will be playing like Quillim Chilliwack or PG somewhat in playoffs. So it's good to get good looks at them throughout the year in exhibition games.
1: All right. Well, that's all I got for you, Ryan. So I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. And good luck uh, at the draft in this coming season. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you to Ryan Halliwell for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, We're now on our last interview of episode one of our NHL draft coverage. Um, Episode two will be coming next week, but we'll now finish off with former Penticton V's forward Danny Waite. Danny Waite is ranked as the 142nd North American skater by NHL Central Scouting. As most people know, he's the son of Stanley Cup champion and longtime NHLer Doug Waite. Danny played one season in the BCHL last year and made a huge impact with the Penticton Vs. He had 60 points in 58 games to finish in the top 10 in BCHL scoring. Danny is now preparing for his freshman season at Boston College. We caught him in the middle of a study break. So thanks to Danny for taking time out of his day to chat with us. And here's what he had to say. So I, I guess I'll just uh, kind of a, a general question I'm asking everyone, but how have you been uh, handling the whole COVID situation and the shutdown and uh, what's that been like for you over the last few months?
4: Um, yeah, it's, it's uh, it hasn't been too bad, honestly. Um, it's been good to just kind of get in the gym a lot and um, take some time off the ice and just kind of work out and get bigger and stronger and um, faster. That's kind of what I uh, need to work on the most. So it's, I think it's been pretty beneficial for me and uh it's also it doesn't hurt spending a lot of time with the family and uh seeing some friends so um yeah hasn't been hasn't been the worst thing
1: uh, so when the when the initial COVID shutdown happened uh during the playoffs obviously you guys were were still alive then and uh had had just come off a a, a first round win um obviously that was a tough time for everyone involved that was still playing uh, what, what do you remember about that time and kind of the disappointment that the the team felt not being able to, to have the chance to keep going in the playoffs
4: yeah um that was really tough for us i think uh i think we all knew we had a really special group uh, we had a really good team and um we were kind of we were really clicking in the first round there we we uh beat west K in five games and we were looking really good and uh crazy going uh the next round and and we got that tough news which stuff but um yeah i mean it, honestly it still hurts uh we had such a special group i think we could have gone all the way and um yeah i mean it's, it was a tough time and it's a tough thing to happen but um all the leagues and all the teams were in the same boat as us so uh yeah i mean at the end of the day it's, it just happened and it's tough but it's, you got to do what you got to do so
1: um, so you just played the the one year in the BCHL last year, but what were your impressions of the league from your short time there?
4: Yeah, it was a great league. Um, it's well, first off, it's it's so beautiful up there in uh in British Columbia. Just all, all the travel was just awesome. Just looking out the window and seeing all those all the water, all the mountains, and all the views, which was awesome. And um, yeah, I mean it was a great league, a uh, great competition. All the teams were really good, and we had a, all, a bunch of good games and. Um, yeah, I loved it. It was a uh, met a lot of guys. Grateful uh, to last forever, and um, it was a great experience. Was one of the best years of my life. So,
1: um, so you were you were top ten in in league scoring last year. Um, obviously, you had a good season personally, but um, in, in your own words, kind of how would you describe your your season last year and the? Why do you think you were you were able to have so much success coming in?
4: Yeah, um, I think my coach uh, Freddie Harbinson, just gave me a. Give me a lot of responsibility with our team, and um, I kind of fed off that, and um, kind of got a lot of confidence back from uh, the previous year. I uh, I was at the, the U.S. national team, and um, ice time was reduced. Our team was really uh, really good, so he yeah, put a lot of trust in me and played me a lot, and um, I think uh, I fed off that and just started clicking. And um, yeah, I kind of just became a better skater. I worked on my skating a lot. Uh, a lot of open ice there, so I worked on my skating. Um, I was in the gym a bunch. I got stronger and faster, and um, I think that all just kind of molded into me having a a good year.
1: So you mentioned Fred, your Fred Harvitz, your coach there in Penticton, um, and, uh, and and just playing there in general. So uh, as most people know, a lot of good players have have come through that program and, and gone on to have success. Um, what was it like for you playing there, and why do you think that program is able to to pump out such such high quality talent? Yeah, there's
4: there's so much there. Just uh, all facilities are just such great a facilities and uh like our weight room is awesome uh the rink is unreal and um freddie is great freddie's a great coach great recruiter great great guy um he connects with his players really well and um the owner graham frazier he's also a great guy so um i think just people want to play for freddie and graham and that's why they get so many players there's they're good coaches but they're good people and um pentagon the city was awesome too it's, it's so beautiful there and uh the fans love hockey. Uh, you walking down the street and fans will just go up to you and say, Hey, how's it going? Like you're Danny Waite, like going to the game next week, like all this stuff. So it was, uh, it was really a surreal experience coming from uh, America, not really knowing what it was going to be like. and just having that that whole aspect of everyone knowing hockey and everyone loving the bees. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was just an unreal year.
1: So as most people know, your, your dad is Doug Waite, a uh, longtime time won a Stanley cup. Um, obviously I, I'm guessing he's had a lot of influence on you, uh, in your career, um, uh, coming up here, but, um, in, in your own words, like what, what has he kind of meant to you in, in your development and kind of get, getting your love for, for the game of hockey?
4: Yeah, well, he's meant, uh, he's meant a lot to me. He's, um, I mean, obviously he's been an idol, idol of mine forever. Um, as long as I can remember, I mean, when I growing up, just going to the rink with him, whether it's in St. Louis or New York, uh, going with him, watching him practice, watching what he does off the ice, watching how disciplined he was uh, at home, whether it was working out or eating or whatever he was doing. And um, as I grew up and kind of got more serious with the game and um, my dad started watching video with me and uh, just kind of teaching me things. Uh, He has such a good hockey mind, so I would kind of just take bits off what he was saying and um, try to put them in my own game. And, uh, yeah, I think I benefited a lot from him. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, he's still a big part of, he still teaches me a lot to this day and I'm just going to try to keep listening off him and take all the info, just soak it in like a sponge, you know? So, um, yeah, he's been great to me.
1: So I want to shift gears here to, to talk about the NHL draft, which is coming up October 6th and 7th. Um, just cause we were just talking about your dad, has he given you any advice on, uh, on draft day and maybe how he handled it, having go- gone through it himself?
4: Yeah. Um, just kind of just not, not worry about it and just, Stay, stay present. Um, either way, if I get drafted, if I don't get drafted, there's a lot to be done. So it's it's not the end all, be all. Um, I'm a freshman in school, so I got to get stronger, I got to get faster, and uh, I have a long way until I'm in the NHL. Either way, so um, just focusing on my day to day progress and just working hard in the gym and working hard on the ice and just getting better every day is uh, just kind of what he tells me to do. Not uh, not get too focused on the draft, and I mean, whatever happens, happens. If I get picked, it'd be awesome. Uh, If I don't get picked, it's just more motivation to me. So.
1: That's kind of what he's been telling me. So uh, th- this year's draft is obviously pretty unique um, in the fact that they're holding it virtually. Um, do, do you have plans for for those couple days? Or are you gonna uh, tune in? Or are you gonna kind of try and stay away and maybe just hope your phone rings? What's your what's your plan for those couple days?
4: Yeah, I honestly, I, I don't know yet. I mean, um, I think I'll probably watch it and just. watch it. I know a lot of people are going to the draft anyway, so it'll be cool to watch some of the guys uh, getting picked in the earlier rounds that I used to play with, so that'll be cool and I mean, you you never know what happens so um, I I won't be, I'm just going to watch, I won't be too upset if I don't get picked. Uh, I I went through it last year too I'm a secondary eligible guy, so um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a cool experience either way just to go through it, knowing I have uh, the possibility to get picked and um, like I said, either way uh, it'll be be fine, so
1: Um, So the draft was originally supposed to be in Montreal uh, you being uh, an, on the east Coast were you planning on going to the draft before it got moved to virtually or were you just gonna just stay home for it
4: uh yeah I was I was gonna stay home for it um just kind of see what happens um when you're when you're not when you don't know for sure it's kind of like do you want to go and kind of just get let down or um so yeah I mean I, I think I'd rather be at home and just get that excitement at home and spend it with my family instead of just going all the way up there for, uh, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe you don't get picked. So, um, but I I think with it being virtually, it's it's, uh, kind of beneficial for me. So I don't, I don't have to go out there and I can just kind of watch it online and from home with my family and friends. So uh, yeah, that'll be cool.
1: One more question about the draft here. So um, just kind of a hypothetical, if you were, if you were trying to sell yourself to an NHL team and maybe describe yourself as a player and, why they should should maybe pick you? Uh, what would you say to them?
4: Yeah, um, I would just say that I'm a, I'm a really really offensive, uh, creative player. Um, below the dots, uh, I think I think the game very well. Um, I think I'm a good passer and playmaker, and uh, I love to get to the net and get greedy and um, play a physical game too. So, kind of just an all around uh, complete player, and uh, I think that's what I would say.
1: So, looking ahead to this coming year and and your college career, uh, you're committed to Boston College. Before we hit record here, you were saying that you were actually there already and and studying. Um, so, um, just uh, l- looking forward to your, your start of your NCAA uh, AA career. How are you feeling about heading there and, and starting to play hockey whenever whenever that does happen this year?
4: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm super excited to be here. Uh... We've started skating and working out, and uh, it's been going great so far. Um, the workouts are very intense, which uh, which I love, <laughs> and uh, the practices have been good too. So, um, hopefully, we have a year this year because uh, I'm really looking forward to playing. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to be playing for Jerry York, Uh The great coach and two assistants, Brian Buckley and Mike Ayres, are uh, have been great to me so far. So, hoping just to learn learn off them, and um, hopefully, have a good good freshman year.
1: So BCHL fans uh, know there's an, another familiar face at Boston College, Alex Newhook, who played a couple years in the BCHL, uh, led the league in scoring, and was the MVP. Uh, he also had a great freshman year there uh, last year. Uh, what, what do you know about Alex and, and his game, and uh, are you excited to, to possibly play with him? Yeah, uh, I
4: met Alex uh, first week Alex here. He's, he's a great guy. Um, great player, but a better guy, so he's been, uh, he's been really uh, good to me just. Showing me around the campus and uh, just let me know what's going on at the rink and all this stuff. And uh, I've been skating with him a bunch too. And he's he's an unreal player. He's he's so good at just he's such a good all around player. And I mean, obviously it's not surprising that he uh, won the MVP of the league if you watch him play. So um, yeah, I, I don't know how much longer he'll be. He'll he'll uh, be here at BC because he's that good. But uh, he's been great to me so far, and he's a great guy. So.
1: All right. Well, thanks for taking the time out of your, uh, your day studying here. We appreciate the, the time. So thanks and uh, all the best to you this coming year and, and at the draft.
4: Yep. Thanks for, thanks, for, uh, thanks for the call.
1: Thank you, Danny. Apologies for cutting into your study time. I hope you were able to get a few more hours in after we hung up. And another big thanks to our other guests today, Ethan Bowen, Talon Zackel, and Ryan Heliwell. A big thanks to Chevrolet, the official vehicle of the BCHL and the sponsor of our NHL draft coverage. So the podcast is back. Like I mentioned at the start, we took a bit of a long break, but we're back and ready to go. And we will be releasing these every week for the foreseeable future. Next week is part two of our NHL draft coverage. Again, sponsored by our friends at Chevrolet. Stay tuned for four more interviews next week. And watch out for our social media and our website, as we will be releasing even more coverage of the NHL draft over the next couple weeks, leading up to October 6th and 7th. That will include written profiles and video content as well, all of which will be available on our social media channels. We are at GoBCHL on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can visit our website at www.bchl.ca. And if you're looking to catch some preseason BCHL action, and since there's no fans in the building to start with, you can subscribe to Hockey TV, where all of our games are streamed. Visit your favorite team's social media or website for a discount code that will give you $80 off of a $250 yearly subscription that gives you access to every BCHL game for the entire year. Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you again in a week.